بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على شرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعد my brothers and sisters we come to the manners of drinking drinking manners are no less important to start in the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a must so we say bismillah rahman rahim likewise use your right hand to drink Abu Dawud and Tirmidhi rahmatullahi alayhi majma'in related that Hafsa our mother bint bint Umar bin al-Khattab radiallahu anhu radiallahu anha said Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used his right hand for eating and drinking he used his left for other things such as personal hygiene um, do not pour your drink down your throat in one gulp. Drink it in three sips. Ibn Abbas reported of the Al-Anhuma that Rasulullah said, Do not drink like a camel. Drink twice or thrice. Say the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala before drinking and say Alhamdulillah after finishing. This is so, such a, such a, you know, uh, signature of Islam that the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in every single thing we do. Something as simple as eating and drinking, we begin in the name of Allah, we end with thanking Allah. This is the signature, of literally is the signature of Islam. Who is a Muslim? The one who begins everything in the name of Allah and the one who thanks Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at the end of uh, everything. This is so important for us to do. Then Rasulullah said, do, do not blow or breathe into your glass, this will irritate others. Ibn Abbas reported that Rasulullah forbade exhaling in a glass or puffing into it. Uh, do not drink directly from the jug or the container, uh, you know, a bottle or something, put it in your mouth. Besides being unhygienic, you would irritate others who want to drink after you. Abu Huraira narrated that Rasulullah forbade drinking directly from the mouth of the flask or the sheepskin or in our case from the mouth of bottles. Um, now, this we come to avoid overeating. Modesty is the crown of sensible people. Keep this crown on your head if invited to a feast or if you are presented with food or drink. Do not be greedy consuming food as if you have not eaten for a long time or as if you have not seen such excellent food before. Do not sample every dish on the table. People including generous hosts disapprove of greedy eaters. Therefore, be reasonable and moderate in enjoying the generosity of your hosts. Then we come to gold and silver cutlery. Uh, Rasulullah forbade this. He said, do not eat using golden or silver plates or cutlery. This goes against the spirit of Islamic modesty. Pomposity is not an Islamic trait. Bukhari narrated that Hudayfa bin Yaman, one of the greatest Sahaba of Rasulullah said, Rasulullah said, do not drink in gold or silver cups nor eat in such plates. If you are a guest, simply ask your host to replace the plate with another one, an ordinary one. Um, then we come to wedding manners, wedding parties. Wedding parties are part of the Prophet's tradition. And wedding party here doesn't mean the kind of ostentatious nonsense we do. This is the walima that is done uh, after the wedding, which is paid for by the uh, by the by the by the by the husband by the groom, so it is very important to understand that. 
for this it is uh, mustahab if invited uh, you should accept the invitation uh, unless you are aware that it might include prohibited acts so if it's an ostentatious wedding if it's a wedding in the indian pakistani context at bangladeshi context if it's a wedding where you know the bride the groom is taking money from the bride uh, as a as a as a uh, dowry uh, there is a uh, or any other kind of if there is going to be some you know music and dancing and alcohol allah knows best all kinds of khurafat and all kinds of haram happens in the name of uh, happiness all of this if that if you know that's happening speak out against it uh, but don't go there don't go there and create a problem before that say i'm sorry i cannot come don't say i'm sorry i cannot come because i'm not feeling well say i'm sorry i cannot come because you are not following the sunnah be clear about that 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 way inshallah they will change their ways if possible uh, at least they would have been warned we come again to the book uh, attending uh, a wedding is part of the sunnah as islam considers marriage an act of worship and obedience to allah islam endorses performing marriage ceremonies in the ma- in the masjid so performing the marriage ceremony in the masjid is sunnah and we should do that muslim jurists based this on a collection of hadith the first is reported by tirmidhi and ibn majah they said announce the marriage executed executed in the mosques and celebrated with drums in another hadith reported by muhammad and al hakim rasulullah said announce the marriage in a third hadith reported by ahmad uh, tirmidhi and nasai and ibn majah rahmatullahi alayhi majmain rasulullah said the difference between a halal uh, lawful act and a haram forbidden relationship is its announcement with celebrations and drums now drums again is not the uh, stuff that happens i know hyderabad is listen to this sub so i'm telling you the marfa that happened in hyderabad which is a huge nuisance it is great sound pollution and it is a problem a big problem for all your neighbors and everybody else uh, especially because we are our weddings quite contrary to the sunnah they are very late at night and i know people who come uh the groom comes back home he's coming to an apartment building uh in which there are so many other people living they might be elderly people they might be people who are sick they might be a lot of non muslims who are living there and the groom comes at 2 o'clock in the night 3 o'clock in the night uh with this marfa with this uh band playing extremely loudly on on loudspeakers subhanallah i mean it was um, i had that experience once and i tell you i uh i was very very close to uh doing something which may Allah protect me subhanallah i don't even want to talk about it. but uh, you know i mean you you feel like killing the person it is so so terrible so please don't do uh, these kinds of things it is haram to cause inconvenience to others uh, and in your in the name of your wedding you don't want to do something which is haram now there's no dispute among muslim scholars uh that in a wedding celebration rasulullah allowed women also to uh, use drums and sing but this refers to women in women only enclosures or women only rooms or something like this is not a, a license for women to do it on the street or in a in a mixed gathering um attending a wedding is among the uh, among the duties of brotherhood of uh, muslims it fulfills the requirement of announcing 
and witnessing a marriage and gives us the opportunity to join our brothers and sisters as they complete uh, their part of Islam, um, which is literally sort of the half of Islam. Uh, attending the wedding also honors the husband and wife by having their relatives and friends share in their joy and happiness. It blesses them when guests pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for their righteousness, success and, and affluence and influence prosperity. The manner of attending weddings uh, is the end of the chapter. If invited, attend the celebration with the intention of participating in a blessed occasion and, and a delightful celebration as the Rasulullah taught us. Dress appropriately for this joyous occasion. The Prophet's companions used to dress nicely when visiting each other. If you initiate or share in a talk, make sure it fits the happy occasion and does not di- include depressing and distasteful subjects that spoil the occasion. Muslims must always be wise and considered. It is recommended that you congratulate the bride and bridegroom by repeating what Nabi Wasallam said. He said, may Allah bless you and bless your spouse and may Allah unite you with prosperity. Do not use um, the common phase, uh, phrase with comfort and children because this was the phrase used by the people of Jahiliya. Rasulullah prohibited such a saying and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with his blessing replaced it by the prayer of his Prophet Bukhari uh, reports that Aisha Siddiqa said when Rasulullah married me my mother led me into the house where the women of Ansar were celebrating they congratulated me and wished me prosperity, blessing and best of fortune. Islam permits women to celebrate weddings by singing joyous songs accompanied by a drumbeat. Such poems and songs should not promote, uh, sh- the wording should be clear. It should not promote lust, lewd desire or portray physical beauty. Instead, they should sing delightful and decent songs to express their happiness with the marriage. Aisha Radhalana said, a bride was led to her Ansari husband. Rasulullah said, oh Aisha, did you not have merriment? The Ansar loved fun. He was referring to singing and beating of drums. Again, as I mentioned before, this is to be done in a women-only gathering. Ibn Hajar al-Azkhari reported in his book, Fatal Bari, that Aisha al-Anha recalled, Nabi Wasallam said, Why did you not send with her a singing girl to sing with a drumbeat? And I said, Sing what? He said, Songs sung at weddings must be decent and contain similar wholesome and seemly meanings. Uh, songs of lust and passion and immorality should be avoided. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us to learn manners and to teach manners to our children and to benefit from this. Was Allah Alaihi Wasallam.